What's up, everybody? Welcome Thursday edition of the program. Let's talk sports. I'm Kanoa Leahy coming to you from the PAXA studios in Honolulu, and I'm being joined up here by my man. He is the sports director at KHON2, Robbie D. Rob DeMello is in the house. What's up, Rob? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right. You're dressed to the nines. You're ready to go. You are a made-for-television entity right now. Wow. And so here we start our radio show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were also a little bit uh, uh, confused and, and, and even a little up in arms, perhaps, uh, about the fact that Keegan Ota... Uh, doesn't read, he's our steamy board operator, doesn't read... Wait, steamy? Yeah, he doesn't like a steam, so I just adjusted it. I just called oh, him steamy okay. board operator. They both apply. I like it, but, but it Yeah, but you're, you were a little bit uh, confused and concerned that he doesn't do the Sports Center read live like he does in the afternoon. I think that was because the last time you were in here and we uh, were off the air for a little bit, we had some like technical difficulties that knocked everybody uh, locally uh, in programming off the air for a little while. Um, and Keegan ended up reading that one live because we didn't have the uh, ability to play the Sports Center update. You you were a little bit bummed out about that. Yeah, I was looking forward to it. I I, I came here this morning and or now this afternoon and I got in position in my seat. I looked up to be able to watch it done live and in person. And then he didn't do it. And well, I was pretty upset about it. Why is that, Keegan? Why why do you only do it for the afternoon show? And and why are you so against putting in any extra effort for this show? <laughs> I, I, I can't really tell you, honestly. It just started out with the afternoon show, and I kept it there. Oh, okay. Wow. That was um, – I'm really great we opened up your mic. Uh, really, really good call there, and uh, thanks for the explanation. That was, that was wonderful. What was it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know just because. Uh, Sometimes that's just know. the best answer. <laughs> All right. We got Robbie D up here, and uh, hey, look, you know that I'm pretty stoked. I'm in a great mood. Been in a great mood for a while uh, because one of the great shows on television – Hard Knocks on HBO, this year featuring my Detroit Lions. People who know me know that I bleed Honolulu Blue. It goes back to the Barry Sanders days, sort of the reason why I got into them and then started learning more about the team, I learned about their official team color, Honolulu Blue, and then you look back on the history and they've always had prominent players with ties to Hawaii on their team. I mean, going back to like the Charlie Onne, like pre-Super Bowl era days when they were racking up championships, haven't won a Super Bowl yet, <laughs> but I mean, all the way through Rockney Freitas, Dominic Riola. I mean, it just it goes on and on and on. Um, and so I have, uh, and, and at a very early age, decided that I was going to be a Detroit Lions fan. And when I tell people that, usually it's followed by some kind of chuckle, some kind of laugh. My condolences. Yes, yes. Like, almost like, oh, <laughs> poor you. And then it's like, but I give you credit for sticking it through. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a pretty rough existence, I'll be honest. But it's kind of cool that they are the feature team on Hard Knocks. The first episode premiered the other night uh and as we anticipated dan campbell also known as man campbell uh <laughs> absolutely applying this hyper masculinity to the role of detroit lions head coach uh, he's a pretty genuine guy he's doing like the up down drills with the team like this guy still looks like he could play he was an nfl tight end uh for a, a number of years with a number of different teams before he went into coaching uh but the thing about dan campbell like, he's one of those guys that I think just his passion really comes through. I mean, it comes through the screen. Um, and so, like, when, when he's in there, he's saying words. And I think, like, just his, his overall attitude and the way he, he delivers those words is enough to get somebody kind of pumped up, right, to get his players like, all right, I'm going to run through a wall here for this guy, Man Campbell. Uh, but then you start actually trying to break down the words that he is putting together. <laughs> See, that's the problem. And I don't know what he's talking about <laughs> half the time. You just just got to take 
the sense that it comes with and the passion that it comes <laughs> with and just be happy with that. Once you start trying to figure out what this actually means, you're going down a rabbit hole, man, that you're not going to like the outcome. Like you, I mean, it, it's kind of unbelievable. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, everyone talks about that one opening press conference where he's saying, hey, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna get knocked down, then we're going to get up and we're going to bite an ankle and we're going to knock off a kneecap and we're going to do all that kind of stuff. And people are like, uh, okay, I'm, I'm trying to be with you here. I don't really know what you're talking about. And in the opening scene, it's like the cold open of the premiere episode of Hard Knocks. He's addressing the team. And it kind of goes that way again, where it's like, he's like, hey, look, we're going to be about grit. And I'm like, all right, I'm with you, buddy. And then he's like, we're going to play anywhere, anytime, on a grass field, on turf, in a landfill. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm staying with you here, buddy. He goes, it doesn't matter who you are. You could have one butt cheek and three toes, and we're going to kick your bleep. And I'm like, wait, what? what? Why? Why would there only be one? I don't understand what you're trying to say here. Uh, and then he gets in this whole thing, like this water analogy, where he's just like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna enter the water, and and you know, there are maybe a few teams that don't want to get into the deep end of the water, and we're gonna drag them into the deep dark water, and we are gonna tread water <laughs> until we bury them. And I'm like. What are you talking about, Man Campbell? He's taking them back to the landfill that he mentioned earlier. <laughs> I mean, it all ties together, Knoa. You're looking at it too. It's simpleton thinking. You have to look at the big picture, and you have to take all these analogies, put them together, and tie them together, and that's where Dan Campbell's coming from. Come on, man. No, it, 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 he seems like a genuinely good guy. <laughs> like, I like the guy. He's very likable in this show, in fact. I just don't know what he's talking about half the time. And I don't know if the team really does, too. It's kind of funny. They have, like, these cutaway shots of some of the players, and they're looking really <laughs> intently at him. And I'm just wondering if they're thinking, like, what I'm thinking, which is, what exactly are you saying? Why, why are the teams we're playing only have one butt cheek and three <laughs> yeah. toes? I don't get it. I feel like they'd have a much better record if that was the case. <laughs> I don't know. You know, what would be the spread? You think <laughs> yeah. if the Lions went up against a team Some, of all full players? Full just one butt cheek <laughs> yeah. and three toes. Just 11 butt cheeks total on the and opposite side of the ball. And it depends what foot the three toes are on because you might just run in a circle, right? <laughs> <laughs> is it three toes per foot? So is it six toes three, each person? Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's, uh, we yeah, have to we're talk gonna to We're going to have to talk to the bookies in Las Vegas. <laughs> I mean, it'd probably still be under a touchdown, even if the Lions <laughs> are favored, right? It would be like six and a half, yeah. something like that yeah i don't know it, it just it, it's a great show do you like that show i love it and and the indianapolis colts in season hard knocks last year was fantastic i really enjoyed it and i thought that was one of the most likable teams ever i mm. mean with all the players that they had um they're you know frank reich is awesome it seems like something that would be great to play for and so yeah i really enjoyed it. i haven't watched the lions one yet because i like to let a few of them build uh, up you're so, a that, so i can watch uh, a few of them at a time and uh so uh i look forward to it though you sold me on it man <laughs> yeah there was actually one part that um even possibly uh, brought a uh, a uh, 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 near tear to my eye and that was when uh, jamal williams one of the running backs actually addressed the team after the first practice and he started talking impassionately about how every time he gets tired he thinks about that record last year right and and how abysmal that whole season experience was and he started getting emotional he started yelling at the top of his lungs and it was like okay and like the players started kind of touching him and hugging him uh and that was a moment where i was like okay uh the lions are going to win the super bowl because that's the other thing about hard yeah. knocks when you watch it, it doesn't matter which team is the the focus just because they do it so artfully you're like 
oh, I'm a believer. This yeah. team is going to win the whole thing. Yeah, Aiden I, Hutchinson, as a rookie, will be the most valuable player of the league. Uh, Jared Goff will finally figure out how to play the quarterback position, <laughs> and they're going to they're going to win the whole thing. Yeah, I like it, man. I mean, it's like the Colts one last year where. The buildup was going, and everything was going so great, and and you almost forgot the the playoff implications and the seedings and all that. And the next thing you know, it it just ended, because they lost that game to the Jaguars that would have got them into the playoffs. And then it was just like, oh well, I guess Hard Knocks is over now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the in-season team that will be the subject this year when they get into the season is uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, so that'll, that'll be, be kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, you're gonna follow Kyler, Kyler around. Murray. Make sure you're yeah, studying, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> Let's see. That's only two hours personal yeah. studying time there, Kyler. Uh, yeah, we're here in the studio. We got Rob DeMello, sports director at KHON2, sitting up uh, in the PAXA studios in Honolulu with me. 296-1420 is the number to call. You can also text us at that number via the Zephyr Insurance text line. A uh, little bit of breaking news. This coming over in just the last few hours. Tom Brady uh, is going to miss some significant time here. Uh, at least 10 or 11 days he is going to depart from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers training camp. He is going to miss uh, a couple of their preseason games. And in fact, it was somewhat left open by uh, Todd Bowles as to whether or not he will be back for week one. He says he fully expects it, but it wasn't exactly like the most surefire or, or assured uh, presentation of that thinking and prediction. And so um, he's leaving for what is being cited as non-football personal reasons uh is how much does this sort of like raise an eyebrow for you uh, as a guy obviously tom brady's been around he's done this a lot of time he probably doesn't benefit all that much from preseason game action but you know he's got some new teammates he's you know you still want to build some chemistry you still want to build a, a little bit of timing and all of that stuff but um yeah how much does this sort of raise an eyebrow well i mean until we know what the personal reasons are um i think it's a little unfair to to kind of Look at it as far as this being a, a decision he's making to avoid the preseason or, or whatever it is. He's or ducking to right? He's, how, he's ducking to right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. next yeah. their preseason game. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we just have to wait and see what the reasons behind it are because, I mean, they could be serious situ you know, a yeah. serious situation with his family going on uh, that he has to tend to. And then I think a lot of people, I mean, we all work with people that have taken a week or two off because – You've had family issues, and, and so I don't think Tom Brady should be put in any different uh, light than that. Um, but with that being said, this also comes on the heels of him announcing his retirement in the offseason and then deciding that, okay, maybe I'm not ready to retire. I think that's going to lend to a lot of question marks, a lot of talking as far as, okay, what's going on here when – you know, just a few months ago, he thought he was done with football and then decided that he wasn't done with football. And then now here, right before the start of the season, he's gone for two weeks from his team. So uh, obviously there's going to be a lot of chatter because of that. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Todd Bowles saying when asked about Brady's availability for week one of the regular season says he has a, quote, pretty high level of confidence. That said, uh, at least by all accounts, uh, his tone in delivering that didn't seem overly concerned but uh, you know there was also a question asked about if there was any concern that this departure from training camp for tom brady uh is going to call into question or maybe introduce even the feelings that you're alluding to like whether or not he wants to come back at all or his overall commitment to football and todd bowles said you know based on our conversation i'm not worried but again he sort of qualified it a little bit and i think it's fair to at least wonder and and ask the question like all right so you know how dedicated is 
Tom Brady at this moment in time to this venture of playing another season in the NFL. And you're right, uh, at least uh, according to many of the reporters, Ian Rappaport, all of these other uh, reports that have come out, uh, Tom Brady is fine, and the team is on board for, with his reasons for being absent. But I think because of the mystery behind it, mm -hmm. the uncertainty behind it, I think that's clearly going to beg that question. Like, all right, well, how into this thing is Tom Brady at this time? Remember, he's sitting on this mountain of cash that's waiting for him when he does finally retire and enter the broadcast booth. And he's just start wondering like how much does that start to pull a little bit like you know maybe instead of taking all these hits at 45 years old i can just go uh, make that 300 plus million dollars even though i've have no experience as an announcer or anything like that and just uh, sit up in the booth all comfortably in the ac yeah you know obviously I mean, like i said i mean that's what's going to lead to the question marks um you know with that being said i think it'd be even more intensified if he was coming off of a subpar Tom Brady season or if he was coming off of an unsuccessful season. Yes, you know, you can kind of make the argument that any time he's not winning the Super Bowl, it's an unsuccessful season for him because he's done it so many times. Uh, but with that being said, Tampa Bay had a great season last year. He had a great season last year. And so, I mean, at just a, a season ago at the age that he's at, we have not seen him regress yet. And so it would be surprising to me if he goes into training camp and then decides to walk away uh, before playing a game. But but we shall see, man. This, I mean, this is what this is what sports is all about, right? All right. So uh, let's get into something that applies really on our level. Uh, you're in your fantasy football draft, and it's time to take a quarterback. And Tom Brady is available. Uh, do you think twice about taking him? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I. Uh, I don't know if I'd take Tom Brady in the first place. Oh, well, uh, I mean, it depends you know? on who's available, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that would be a, a, a scary venture because, too, is the league that you and I are playing in is, is going to be a keeper league. And oh. so there's real no value in picking Tom Brady late because it's not like you're going to be able to keep him for years anyway because, I mean, at best case scenario, he plays another season maybe, right? And so... Yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely, I'd stay away. What is the keeper rule for, for this league? Asking uh, for a friend? Uh, any three players after the third round. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Good to know, making a mental note yeah, here. Yeah. yeah, from the fourth round on. You're kind of a big fantasy guy, though, yeah? You know, fantasy baseball. Okay, I was going to ask is, you that. What's better? What What do you enjoy more, well, than I'm fantasy just, football I'm or fantasy so baseball? I'm so busy during the football season that I never do well because, like, I'm all excited, right, at this time, right, June, July, August. I'm like, yeah, let's play fantasy football. Let's do it. And then come, like, week two, I, like, haven't set my lineup because I just got work up to my eyeballs. <laughs> um, but fantasy baseball, I absolutely love playing fantasy baseball. And, I, and I've been in the same league uh, for over 20 years. And I started playing in this league when I was working at the Enchanted Lake Safeway. And so I worked <laughs> with a couple of guys that I used to work with at Safeway. We played in this league, and, and we still do. So, and we've been able to stay in touch that way. And that is a keeper league. And uh, I think it's five players after the sixth round or, you know, from years previous and, and whatever. So I have Mike Trout, Manny Machado, Aaron Judge, guys that – and I pick them when they're still in the minor leagues because you get – because you could pick them and stash them on your roster, and they haven't even been called Jeez. up yet. And so, like Mike Trout, I've had his entire career, Manny Machado his entire career, and so it's awesome. And so um, I'm, I do fairly well in that league. Yeah, that sounds it. way too intensive. Like, I think the reason I like football is it is like, all right, 
one game every weekend. Set your lineups. Let's go. Baseball yeah. is like, you got to check that thing on the daily. You got to check yeah. it multiple times a day. Yeah, but it, uh, for me, it's kind of I check it in the morning. I check it at night. You know, it's kind of like a routine thing. I wake up. I'm like, oh, I set my line to make sure guys aren't injured. And then, you know, at night, you know, make sure that they didn't get injured throughout the day or whatever it is and try to make a move or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, I, I, I fantasy baseball is my favorite uh, fantasy sport. There's nothing like the names of teams in fantasy sports. So I know you've got some really, really incredibly witty name. Clever name, little <laughs> wordplay for your fantasy team. What is it? Buddy? No, I don't. No, no, come I, on, just give it to I us, man. Don't. No, I, we could use a chuckle. What is it? What is it? Uh, so I'm the Moili Angels <laughs> from my baseball team. Oh my God. Yeah, man. That that's really yeah. That's really basic, man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's me. All right. Is it a new song? Yeah, this is the weekend, man. No, I mean you like. This is when you usually play at this time, right? Uh, I, I mean, it's not really set. It's sort of oh, in a rotation, okay. so it randomly right. pops yeah. up. Yeah, this is uh, the weekend. Take my breath. Uh, right. We're getting close to the weekend. It's Thursday. Like, it's my week. Good. It's my Friday. That's right. What, what yeah. you got? What you got planned for, uh, for uh, your weekend? Pretty much an Uber driver on the weekend. Oh, taking really? my kids from sporting event to sporting event. Yeah, yeah. This time of year with school starting gets yeah. pretty nuts, or what? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's. Uh, even pick so my youngest is in school now too. He's going to preschool, and so yeah, the, I, I have a little bit of time actually now in the morning. Um, I, I'm an empty nester uh, for for the morning hours, and then once uh, all the kids get out of school, then yeah, it's it's picking them up, and uh, they they have sports after school on Fridays, and then on Saturdays it's all day long. Well, the one thing that we do here in sports radio, we like to do this, right? In fact, this is kind of a sports fan thing. It's like a sports bar conversation type of thing. You, you rank stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Rank them. Rank whatever it is, whatever the category. And so that's what we're going to do here uh, at this stage of this Thursday edition of Let's Talk Sports. Kanoa Leahy uh, here in the Paxo Studios in Honolulu being joined by my man Rob DeMello, Robbie D, sports director at KHON2. Keegan Ota, uh, you're going to uh, take us through some of the rank them topics here. Yep, first one up. Give me your top three natural sounds in all sports. Ooh, natural sounds in sports. So we're talking about the 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 actual sounds, like like ambient sounds of of the games. So we're not talking announcers and and those kinds of voiceover okay, soundtracks. Okay. So something that's a little bit more natural uh, that applies to the game. So uh, I think one that we would obviously both have in our top three, and it just depends on how you order it, is like. The crack of a wooden bat that, in baseball. That's number one. Is that number that's one? That's number Undeniably? one. Undeniably? Absolutely. Number one on the list is the the wooden bat hitting a baseball, I mean, cleanly, just yeah. barreling up. That that sound is, which is really bizarre because at Angels Stadium, I went to an Angels game a, a few weeks ago. Mohili Ili Angels? <laughs> yeah. I go to that <laughs> game every day. Uh, the Where we were sitting, which is the third base side, um, you couldn't hear it. You couldn't hear the crack of the bat. It was really, yeah. It was the strangest thing. It's just because, it, like, wherever you were sitting, the yeah, sound didn't just bounce. Sound in that just direction. didn't come to us, and so you'd see them hit it. Um, and they, but you couldn't. That's hear That's so weird. Yeah, you could not hear the crack of the bat where we were sitting. So if you go to Angels game, try to avoid the uh, third base, <laughs> like right in line with third base. Maybe I think we're like fifteen, sixteen rows up or something like that can't hear the crack of the bat that's really strange and that does take away from the experience yeah, right yeah well and the game i went to had zero extra base hits the oh. final score was like one zero well, <laughs> so it wasn't so there game. wasn't a lot going on but 
I was really uh, disappointed that I couldn't hear uh, the ball hit the bat. Yeah, that that, that is a bummer because I, I agree with you. I think the sound of a wooden bat hitting a baseball, and it has to be the wooden bat, right? I mean, you, you can uh, watch. Well, hey, if you watch college the baseball, the ping or, in the bat is is pretty awesome too. You you think that compares to the crack of the wooden it's bat? It's a it's a good substitute. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if if I would put the like composite or even like aluminum bat uh, sound hitting the ball that ping sound. Uh, I mean, it is part of that game. It's an attention getter for sure. But there's something just much more sort of of the earth yeah, and yeah. romantic about the wooden bat. And I don't want to get into like the environmental ramifications <laughs> of all of those trees that go into that. Uh, but I just want to say that that sound uh, yeah, is is that is number remarkable. one. So that's number one for you. Yeah. Uh, how about where would you put? Because this is one for me. Is uh, if you're like in an empty, echoing gym, and uh, the sound of the net when you like swish a three-pointer or when somebody swishes a three-pointer. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> okay, Kanoa. That's He's like when Kanoa Leahy <laughs> whaps that net and I mean, it's it, just so wet. It never gets old. <laughs> no, but that sound, like the swish sound, and I think particularly in that kind of environment where it's like the chalk and it's like the echoing yeah. swish sound, that, that's got to be up there for me. Okay, so it's funny because as you were – you're leading us on that journey to say that it was the net and you're talking about the hollowed out gym and it's kind of empty. Actually, the dribbling of the basketball. Really? Just like, doom, doom. Oh, I like that. That's actually a pretty good uh, rendition right there. Thank you. Don't ask me to do it again. (laughs) Or the squeaking of the shoes. (laughs) That one I can go without. I can go without. I'll be honest. All right. So that's that's uh, those would be two of the sounds in my top three. Uh, I think probably we're both in agreement that we go the crack of the wooden bat number one. I I would put the swish sound number two. I don't even know if you would put the swish sound in your. I haven't heard it enough. You like the dribble. (laughs) You like the dribble better. Uh, What else would be up there? You think? Man, I, you know, it's funny because I'm trying to think of some, but they're all, you know, kind of announcer-induced and, you know, like a flyover, like at, right after the national anthem if you're at like a football game. But that's I, I not really that, natural, I that, right? I, I Is think it? that counts. I mean, I think that's... It's not necessarily natural to the game, yeah. I think, is the thing. And you don't get it at every at every ball game, yeah. right? But if you're ever able to experience it, right, the end of the national anthem and just say, yeah. you know, the airplane flies over. That's that's a pretty intense sound. I feel like that, like, kind of gets you pumped up for the game, and I love that. Where can we put like crowd noise? Uh, because that is a natural part of the game. It varies, okay. obviously, depending on the dimensions of the facility in which the game is being played. Uh, but there's something to that, and I think like the sudden roar of a crowd, yeah, yeah. wherever you're at. And you know, I think one of the great experiences when we watch volleyball, because volleyball sort of coils up before every serve, and then it's just like instant, right? Whatever happens, happens. And if it happens to be like an ace on a big point, like that immediate instant eruption of the fans, and it can happen in basketball, it can happen really in anything. Football, there seems to be a little bit more of a lead up, like, oh, the, the ball is thrown deep, and it's like you can hear the crowd almost swell a little bit before. Or if it's caught for a touchdown, they start roaring. But like the instant roar of of these fans that are watching some moment, and then all of a sudden something great happens. Like that is intoxicating. Yeah, it, that that participation, right? And anything that's done in unison too. I mean, whether it's a uh, uh, a crowd doing like the we will rock you, like you know the stomping and clapping, like anything that's done together. I mean, you bring up volleyball, right? Like the before the, the Aloha ball where they're you know the the volleyball crowd at the Stan Sheriff Center is clapping together in unison. 
I think anything like that is pretty awesome. And I know you said uh, no announcer, but you got to admit that there's something, I mean, that sends chills through your body when it's like the main event of a UFC and Bruce Buffer says it's time. Like just that it's time. Oh, man, that that's up there for me, man. Okay, that that might be fair. That might be fair to apply. Um, I, I, I'll maybe give you a little bit of leeway on that, although I think Michael Buffer's Let's Get Ready to Rumble is better. Uh, yeah, I you mean, disagree? Hey, I think they're, to each its own, man, to each its own. Let's Get Ready to Rumble is better than it's time. I mean, just I like even that as it's a time. phrase, you know even why? as because, a written phrase. Yeah, but the let's get ready to rumble, it, it's kind of drawn out. Like, I don't know. It's time. It's like, you know, because then he says stuff after that. and Sure, but it's like, you know, he's, he, I don't know. It's time to me just it doesn't have the creativity. Like, he's passionate about it, and that's cool. But, like, he could seriously just be like, we're here. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's kind of the same. You know, it's just like, it's time. Like, but it's not we're here. It's, <laughs> it's time. And it's time fits in everything. I mean, we would use that in our in our regular lives of just like, all right, it's, it's time to go to bed. All right, so your, time. your top three natural sounds in sports, one through three, do it right now. All right, crack of the bat. Uh, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> I go crack of the bat, swish of the net, and then I go sudden crowd roar. Okay, I'm going to go uh, crack of the bat. I'm going to go uh, uh, any any kind of fan participation together doing something. I don't care what it is. <laughs> okay, all right. Right. I mean, this, like, I just love that. I, yeah, I, yeah. I love that. And then, and then I'm going to go, it's time. Okay, all right. It's I think you broke some of the rules there, but that's okay. That's all right. All right, what's next, Keegan? All right, guys, (laughs) give me your top three closing pitcher theme songs, used or unused. All right, so this has been a hot topic of discussion here with Edwin Diaz and the song that he comes out to Narco. uh, Wait, you know the name of it? Yeah, the name of of it is Narco, yeah. Um, And it's it's terrific. Like, it's just, it's it's fantastic. It gets the crowd going. You talk about crowd crowd participation. Everybody is up out of their seat uh, over there at City Field, and uh, and it's great. And so it has asked uh, or begged the question to be asked uh, is it the greatest closing pitcher entrance song of all time uh i don't think so i think i would maybe put it number two just because and like you know sny does such a great job of of now they don't cut the commercial when he comes yeah. out of the bullpen and so like they're following him with the steady cam right behind him so it's like you're just seeing the name on the back of his jersey and his broad shoulders walking out of the uh, right center field bullpen and the crowd's just erupting and the songs playing and mr met and mrs met are pretending <laughs> to play the trumpets and it's just fantastic but number one has to be enter sandman Mariano Rivera, right? The hammer of God. Uh, that was, and just the message of the song. It's like, all right, you're going to sleep here. I'm coming in. I'm, I'm closing the door. Mariano Rivera, Enter Sandman has to be number one. Yeah, that, and really it's, I mean, I, I don't know if it's the first uh, closing pitcher song that was used, but it's definitely the one that set the tone for all closing pitchers moving forward, right? Like that was the one that, that put it on the map. And the only thing I don't like about it um, is that I feel like they should represent the pitcher, right? With Diaz, it, you know, it, it's his background, it's his culture, right? With the, with the the kind of music that they're playing, and with Mariano Rivera, he's like the nicest dude ever. <laughs> he's like running to the field, like kissing babies and waving at people, and then it's like this, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. It, 
it just it never matched Mariano Rivera to me. And so that's my only um, knock on it. But with that being said, such a great closing pitcher song for anyone to run out to. I mean, because it, it sets the tone. Absolutely. Yeah. No, he admitted that much, too. Uh, he, Mariano Rivera would say, he like, I don't even know who Metallica is. I would <laughs> never go to a Metallica concert. Um, and, yeah, it was sort of outside of his personality. He only agreed to do it because the crowd got so hyped up. But he was like, I'd actually prefer some very mellow song to just put me in a nice, calm mood. So you're right. It, 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 it's interesting. The perception of that entrance from the outside looking in was something completely different from the guy who was actually doing the entering. Wouldn't it be funny is if, if uh, he ran out there like, where? AirPods and he never even heard the song. He was listening to his mellow music as everyone else is listening to Metallica. That'd yeah, be great. yeah, that would yeah that would be pretty funny. All right, so uh, those would be my top two. I go Enter Sandman, Mariano Rivera. I go Narco uh, by Blaster Jacks and Timmy Trumpet uh, okay. for Edwin Diaz. Uh, what All right, else? So, what else are you put in your so top three? So it said used or unused, right? Yeah. Okay, so I got an unused one, and maybe maybe it has been used, but one that I haven't heard. What about Closing Time? Closing time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that's a different vibe, right? It's a little bit softer, a little bit smoother, but yeah, the message is is Yeah, I mean, it's closing time. I mean, it's every, like, establishment plays that song at the end of the night anyway. And that means, uh, it means, uh, hey, everybody, hurry up, finish your drink. You got to get out of here. You you don't have to go home. Yeah. But you got to get out of this stadium because... My guy's about to close things out. Yeah, I mean, unless he blows the save and then yeah. it's opening yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. I like closing time is a good suggestion, I think, for an unused closing pitcher entrance song. All right. How about uh, how about Queen, Don't Stop Me Now? Don't Stop Me Now. Right? Having such a good time. Yeah. I'm oops. having a ball. But that has the opposite message, right? Eh, perhaps. <laughs> 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 How cool is it to be a closer, by the way? Right? Like, I no, mean, it's like superhero a, stuff. I mean, that's like that's. Is there a better? Is there a better single position player? Like, if you could be anything, right? You could be good at anything. I mean, closing pitcher, man. Right? You you're only coming out when the game is on the line. Yeah. Like you never come out in the second inning and in, you know a blowout game or it's you get your own theme music, which is unique. I mean, the closing pitcher has got to be one of the coolest positions in all of sports. It, it is. It is. It is up there. And they're just like, just go in there and, and blow gas. Yeah. Just blow yeah, smoke, yeah. Edwin Diaz. Hit like 101, 102 on the gun. You know and, what I mean? And you could be as weird, as disrespectful, as angry, <laughs> yeah, as, true. you know, gloating. You could do whatever it is, and they're like, eh, he's a closer. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, okay. It's, it's, kind of, just a, it's need, how they are. Yeah, he just needs to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that, that's very cool. That is a very very cool position. Uh, you would go with that above starting pitcher. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. For me personally. All right. I just uh, got a uh, text by the way uh, suggesting the end by the Doors would be a great closing pitcher walkout song. You're looking at me. <laughs> You're giving me a look. Go hum, hum the tune real quick. <laughs> the end <laughs> of the road. <laughs> I think that's boys to men. <laughs> What's up? Welcome back. Let's talk sports. Kanoa Leahy sitting up here in the Paxa Studios in Honolulu with This would be a Rob good closer song. <laughs> Rob's just basically naming songs he likes now as, uh, as great closing pitcher entrance music. It's just like the last song you heard. Yeah, You're like, yeah. the O'Reilly's theme yeah. song. Sounds yeah. like a great one. You know, uh... You know, because it, it just depends. I mean, you, if you're a good closer, you can come out to any song, and people get behind it. 
people people be like, oh yeah, this is a great closer song, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no matter what it is, and so <laughs> like jingle bells. Yeah, no, exactly. And so that's why when you ask like, closer, so I'm trying to think of songs, and I think the last song I heard in my car was that Queen song. Don't stop me now. Don't stop me now, and it was just in the queue. <laughs> And I was trying to get past it and think of other songs, but my brain was just like, nope. This is the song. You're going to ride with this one, Robbie. (laughs) What's your closer song? The last song I listened to. How about Def Leppard, Pour Some Sugar on Me? (laughs) Which would probably, hey, you would get people to sing along and people to dance, right? That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. That, of course, is the anthem for um, every um, strip club. Anyway, uh, (laughs) getting back to the text we got, that was Dave Reardon. Uh, from the Honolulu Star Advertiser who suggested The End by The Doors, a song that Rob DeMello had obviously never heard. And then we listened to it during the break. And yeah, it's it's actually yeah. a pretty good song. Uh, this is the end is how it kind of starts. Uh, and I think the next line is to everyone being awake. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's a good song. Well, hey, including the batters that you're about <laughs> to you face. Go. So there you go. Putting you to sleep. It's like Dave is thinking next thing. level. All right, so let's uh, continue to rank stuff. Uh, I'm enjoying this. We're having fun. I don't know if anyone else is, but we're having fun. Uh, Keegan Ota, who looks like he's not having any fun whatsoever, our steamy board operator. All uh, right, rank the angriest board operators <laughs> yeah, of yeah. all time. Rank number Keegan's one. most Keegan. irritating faces. <laughs> this one right now, number one. All right, what, what you got, Keegan? What you got? Oh, look, he's putting his feet up. He's going to boycott the show. No, all right, what, what, what's next? What's right. there, uh, no. <laughs> oh my God. I really that? thought that. Yeah, what, what happened? I, I, I heard something, but never mind. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> next one up. Top three ballpark food items. Oh, okay. Ballpark food. So this this implies ballpark. That implies baseball, right? Ballpark, baseball. Okay. You know, I, I don't think like, I don't know. If the food part of going to like a football game is a little different. It's a little yeah. bit bigger. It's Especially usually... in the NFL because then it's like gourmet food. Oh, man. It's right? like, yeah. It's like, it's like oh, can I get the filet mignon yeah, in burger? a football helmet? <laughs> yeah, with an ice cream scoop yeah. on top of it? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but ballpark foods are getting kind of like that as well. But there are some, I think, like classic vintage ballpark foods. Some very overrated, right? Buy me some peanuts peanuts and cracker jack like who's had cracker jack at the ballpark anytime recently right but uh peanuts are pretty cool i think boiled peanuts okay boiled peanuts yeah i'm I'm down with that but yeah what would be your top three ballpark food items is beer a food it is in my book it is on my menu we have a number one (laughs) then how about one two and three (laughs) (laughs) all right fun game (laughs) yeah yeah next topic (laughs) all right so yeah what Uh, you got uh nachos Nachos, oh, okay. right? Because it takes you a while to eat it, and especially if you're at the ballpark, you're talking, and and so you're digging through, right? Like you, know, to me, like a burger is a difficult uh, ballpark food. I mean, it's delicious, but it doesn't fit the ballpark vibe to me. You need like to use your hands a little bit more, and <clears throat> um, yeah. Okay, I All think right. nachos, nachos is up there for me. Uh, number one for me has got to be. Chicken strips and fries, man. Chicken strips and fries, no matter where you are, if you're watching the game, it's perfect. It's exactly what you're talking about. You can pick yep. at the fries. You dip the chicken strip. They have it at Les Murakami Stadium, which I'm very happy about. Well, so at Les Murakami Stadium, it's definitely chicken and fries for me. Okay. Like, I always get chicken and fries when I go there. But if I go other places, nachos is at the top for Okay, me. where is hot dog? And, like... You know, these ballparks, like, you go Dodger Stadium, and yeah. it's, like, the Dodger dog. And they have the Warrior dog mm-hmm. at Les Murakami Stadium, which is basically the same thing. It's, like, a, a foot-long mm-hmm. hot dog. Um, I don't know, man. I think the hot dog might be in the category of overrated ballpark food items. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I definitely ate hot dogs at the park. But as an adult, I have not. It just never uh, been a menu item that I go for. So I, I wouldn't call it overrated, though, because have you ever had a bad hot dog experience? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, sound, that sounds horrible. Like almost every time. <laughs> Like like uh, when I don't digest it for like <laughs> seventy two hours, yeah, those, those are those are tough days. All right, well, good call. <laughs> All right, so uh, nachos for you. I got chicken chips and fries. Uh, what else are you putting in there? Uh, boiled peanuts. Okay, like boiled I mentioned peanuts. Before, I'm, right? I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah. boiled peanuts is up there. Uh, sunflower seeds. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really really good one. I mean, very messy, just like boiled peanuts because you're tossing the shells everywhere. But yeah, sunflower or seeds. Or you put it into a cup. The sunflower seeds in baseball just fit. Right? Yeah. It just fits together. And that's part of it, right? And that's part of like, so even beer. I got, like, you know this, I don't drink beer a lot, but at a ballpark, I drink beer. Yeah. It just feels like, you know, this is where I consume beer. <laughs> it's like I'm sitting in a in, in a seat, I'm watching baseball. I see it around, and yeah, I want to I want to get a beer. All right, we got a caller here. 296-1420 is the number. You can text in via the Zephyr Insurance text line at that number. We have Dick on the line. What's up? Yeah, hey, Cano, I thought I taught you better than that when you were the line. What's that? Three things. There's three things you eat at the ballpark. You're right about beer, hot dogs, <laughs> and peanuts. Beer, hot dogs, and peanuts. Okay, all right. You're, you're a hot dog movie. guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, state you. Can, I mean, the, the the thing is, is that is a classic associated with baseball thing. The hot dog. Okay, so in what order do you get these things? Do you do you eat the the whole bag of peanuts and then eat your hot dog? Do you do them? You know, mix them together. Yeah, the Dick. What, what do you last, say? The peanuts last the entire game. A hot dog is a meal. So at some point. You stop eating peanuts, you get a hot dog, and you continue to drink beer the entire time. Love oh, it. I you love know, it. Okay. So, okay, I'm sold. I'm going to a baseball game with you, Dave. <laughs> uh, what do you put on I, the hot dog? You know, actually, I'm going to give you a – I didn't actually have you in class, only in bad boy study hall. That's what I had. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, what do you put on the hot dog real quick before we let you go? I like hot mustard, you know, pretty much just – Hot roasters and sometimes onions. Oh, okay. All but right. Hot, hot roasters and onions. And, and that's a very good point because at one point I can tell you I've been to every baseball game, every stadium. Now I can't say because they changed much. I've been to every one of them. And the mustard at different places, <laughs> you know, it's really different. And it's really important. you got to get, you know, some places have French mustard. You know, oh, different experience altogether. Yeah, yeah, all mm -hmm. together. Good the mustard is extremely important. <laughs> I think they have really good mustard in Milwaukee. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, we'll make a mental note all of right. that. Hey, appreciate the call, Dick. Thanks for calling in. All right, 296-1420 is the number. Uh, can we squeeze one more ranking in here, Keegan? Super quick, super quick. All right, uh, quick one. Top professional mistake or gaffe you made on the air. Oh, okay. So this isn't a ranking. This is just like basically the one you would – we're not going to rank like multiple yeah, things. Yeah, this is the Even one. though there is definitely a long enough list to do so, uh, at least on my side. Uh, but what is your number one professional mistake or gaffe you've made on the air? All right, I'll try to do this as quickly as possible. But uh, so at KHON2, and as you know this, Kanoa, we after the 10 o'clock news is over, we re-record – the sports cast that we just did so that the morning show can run a sports cast. 
and it would not require me having to go at five o'clock in the morning and do another sports cast. And so I'm recording a, a sports cast, and I remember the day it was Aron Ganot's first game as UH basketball coach. And so in the lead in, I say, oh, is, you know, the first game for University of Hawaii men's basketball coach Aron Ganot. And I and I just messed up on his name, and I said, like, Ganut or something like that. Just by, you know, it just came out weird. Uh, but uh. because, you know, if it was live, you just continue. But because it wasn't live, you know, I I stopped. And so I was like, oh, around Ganut, 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 ho, ho, hi, yo, ba-boom. <laughs> you know, and I start joking around and doing all these things. I'm like, all right, let's do it again, guys. Let's do it. And, and so then we do it again, and, and I go through it cleanly, and I do the whole sports cast. And then I'm like, all right, guys, good night. See you later. And I go home. I wake up the next morning to a text from my mother and she's like oh honey you're so funny haha are you on drugs question mark like you know <laughs> and and i'm like what what is this and so i just wrote back to my mom like oh haha like i didn't know what she was talking about right i go on with my day i come into this into the sports office and diana cole who was the morning anchor at the time comes inside the office and she goes oh rob i'm so sorry about what happened this morning and i was like oh what happened this morning She's like, oh, you don't know. And I was like, don't know. And so she leaves, and, and then I'm like, oh, no. I think I know exactly what happened. And so Sam Spangler's in the office with me. He's like, what, what? And I'm like, oh, God, this is bad. And so then he goes and pulls up the air check of the morning show, plays it out, and this is how it goes, right? And now sports with Rob DeMello. And I'm like, hey, everybody, uh, around Ganad is for, around Ganu, Ganad, hi, hi, yo, ba-boom. And I'm on camera and I'm like doing these like train, like chugga chugga. And then they cut to black. <laughs> they didn't, oh boy. And, and they, they, obviously they, they ran the wrong take. And um, they cut to black, but they keep the audio up. So then it's just a black screen. And then you still hear me like, hi <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And then you hear footsteps. like Doo-doo-doo-doo. And it's Kelly Simic who does the weather after this sportscast. So then they cut to Kelly. And then she just acts like that was my sportscast. She's like, oh, thanks a lot, Rob. All right, so today's weather, Bob. <laughs> oh and they never make any reference to it at all, and they just move past it. And so anyone who was watching that morning thinks that I just completely lost my mind, and they, like, gave me the hook. And then later on that night, I was back on the news, and everything was back to and, normal. And you haven't been allowed to interview Aran Ganat since. Yeah, all ever right. since. Uh, my biggest uh, mistake is uh, being so late to this commercial break that we have to make. <laughs> so let me do that real quick, and I'll see if I can squeeze it in on the other side. You're listening to Let's Talk Sports. All right, welcome back. Let's talk sports. Kanoa, Robbie D in the house. It's the home stretch, crunch time, best and worst. Uh, Rob, you usually, because you live a charmed life, don't <laughs> even have a worst. So uh, why don't you just give us your best? All right, my best is uh, Kauai's own Kirby Yates uh, made his first MLB appearance since August 14th of 2020, recovered from Tommy John surgery. He made his Atlanta Braves debut yesterday in the 8-4 win over the Red Sox. Kirby Yates, former all-star closer, now a setup guy in Atlanta, the defending World Series champs try to do it again all right that is good stuff all right i'll go with the worst then and because i didn't get to my top professional gaffe i will do that right now uh and that was when i was a, still a young cub play-by-play -play announcer and i was uh, calling a state championship basketball game at the blaze that was iolani and moana lua i want to say this was like 97 and uh and so uh, we were doing the state uh, the game on a station called kndi the little house studio is still on king street i believe and we kept getting cut off via the phone line at the blaze del courtside so i dialed it back up it 
happened like a half dozen times. Uh, the board op that I was working with was like, sorry, man, sorry, I don't know what's happening. We'll try to get it going. So I call him maybe the last time it happens. Uh, and and he goes, sorry, sorry, we'll, we'll get you back on. I don't know why this is happening, but stand by. And so I was like, just frustrated, right? I just uttered to myself, son of a B. And uh, although I didn't say B, I said the word. Yeah. And uh, he goes, oh my gosh, you're already on the air. And right there I'm thinking, Welcome back to the Blaze everybody. <laughs> and I just tried to absolutely play through it, and uh, I thought it was the end of my career before it even started. But uh, either uh, nobody cared or um, nobody was listening because I didn't hear much about it. So here we go. <laughs> hey, Robbie D., thanks a lot. Keegan Ota, appreciate it. Kanoa Leahy. See you next time, everybody. Let's talk sports.